What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the Registry Podcast. This is your host, Christopher Zamora. Welcome to another episode. So today I want to speak to you about Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Gervonta Davis defeated Ryan Garcia by knockout. Yeah. Damn, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong that Gervonta Davis was going to get knocked down. Instead, Ryan Garcia was the one who got knocked down in the second round. And on the seventh, that's when the fight actually ended. And you know, he was actually a pretty good match, I had to say. In the first round, the winner for that round was actually Ryan. He was more active on the first round. And on the second round, that's when things started to heat up. I mean, Ryan was trying his best just to make Gervonta fight him. But Gervonta, he timed his shots very well against Ryan. And that's how he got him on the second round. He timed the left hook on him. And boom, he went down. He went down fast. The good thing is that he stood up very quick. Like, probably the ref didn't even make it to the count of seven. He he was already up by two, (laughs) I believe. To be honest, throughout the whole fight, I have to say that these rounds were very close. Maybe that's how I saw it when I was watching it live. But it was kind of hard to actually give the round to each fighter. Like, I don't know if Ryan actually won the third round or Gervonta won the round. Round six was very interesting because that's when Ryan actually got a, a good shot against Gervonta. And Gervonta seemed like he was struggling a bit. But then uh, on round seven, Gervonta actually got Ryan with a liver shot. Damn, was that devastating. You know, uh, and I was rooting for Ryan to win the whole fight. That was my prediction. If you guys did not see my last podcast episode, I was predicting that Ryan was going to win by points. But the most popular opinion that everybody was saying that Gervonta was going to knock out Ryan it did happen Ryan went down on the seventh round once again but this time he could not get up anymore because he hit him on the liver and if you get in the liver that's like basically over for a boxer and to be honest that same shot that Gervonta gave Ryan was basically the same shot that he gave Luke Campbell when he was fighting him like if you guys have ever seen the fight between Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia Ryan Garcia hit Luke Campbell with a good left hook on his body and he went down and the same thing happened with Ryan he could not get up anymore like he was just bowing to Gervonta 
he's a king, you know, King Rai, bowing to another person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of does suck. And the memes, man. <laughs> the memes were were kind of brutal in a way. I didn't really see that many for this fight, to be honest. He was trying his best to get up after the ref counted to eight. But he couldn't. Like, he was just struggling to get up. He was on his knee. And, damn. That was it. That was the end of the fight. He got to give props to Gervonta, man. He is the face of boxing as of right now. I don't see anybody beating him at this very moment. Like, before, I thought different. I thought that maybe there's somebody that can actually stop him. And I thought that Ryan was going to be the guy to stop him. But I was so wrong. <laughs> the last Garcia that he fought, Hector Garcia, lasted more than Ryan. Hector Garcia lasted until round 9 against Tank Davis. And Ryan just lasted to round 7. Don't get me wrong, man. It was, like I said, it was kind of hard to give the rounds to each fighter. I was entertained by the fight. But going back to Tank Davis, the first match I've actually seen of his was when he fought against Isaac Cruz. Now, before he fought Isaac Cruz, he has been taking mostly everybody out. Other than just one person. I don't know the name of the person. But it's on his boxing record. Like he had about I believe. Uh, 26 wins. And 24 KOs at the time I believe. I am probably might be wrong. But his accuracy of knocking out people was very strong. Until he fought Isaac Cruz. And I really thought that. He was going to knock out Isaac Cruz when he first fought him because it seemed like this guy was a monster. This guy just destroys everybody like Deontay Wilder until, you know, he face to face his weakness, his kryptonite, Tyson Fury. But after that fight, that's when I thought, hmm, this guy can't be beaten. To be honest, I really thought that fight should have gone into a draw. Because the first rounds have to give to Isaac Cruz. The middle rounds mostly go to Gervonta. And the last rounds, they definitely went to Isaac Cruz, man. I feel like Tank won six rounds and Isaac Cruz won six rounds. And I kept score when I was watching the fight live like I really thought this was going to be a draw but instead they gave Gervonta Davis a unanimous decision win against Isaac Cruz I believe they got that wrong man it probably should have been a split decision but instead they gave him a unanimous decision yeah man I think they should run it back to see if Isaac Cruz can actually take him down that would be an interesting fight. Let's see if Isaac Cruz can actually do it, man. He could be the guy to stop him. 
but I don't know, man. Like I said, after watching that fight, I feel like he could be beaten. Maybe the next guy that he fights was going to give him a problem. And I was somewhat right when he fought Rolly Romero, the other opponent that he faced. He was going at him. He was going at him very strong. And like Tank was actually losing the rounds until Rolly Romero got caught with a good shot. I think around round six, I believe. But then after he faced Hector Garcia, I wasn't really familiar with the guy. But I know that he was undefeated as well as Tank. Maybe this guy would have given him problems. On this fight, this is when I noticed that Tank's patience is top-notch. This was more of a technical fight. The other fights before Hector Garcia were an all-out brawl. But for this one, it was more of a technical fight. Like Tank had to be a little bit more patient with Hector Garcia. And he was. He planned his shots very well. And he just won by a TKO, by technical knockout. Because the other guy could not go anymore. Because he could not see from his eye. So yeah, man. But then I noticed that Ryan Garcia had a few fights against, let's just say, not that great of fighters. Or maybe fighters that probably are not at their prime anymore. They just put it like that. The fighters that he fought was against Tago and he also fought Fortuna. These guys, they're like in their mid-30s and let's just say they're probably not in their prime anymore and Ryan Garcia actually fought them. Ryan Garcia versus Tago, I believe he should have knocked him out, but he couldn't because Tago, Emmanuel Tago, was actually just running away from him and he was like avoiding all his shots. Look, don't get me wrong, man. He was getting him very good. He was getting him really well. But, like, Ryan has bad defense. He has very good striking. But, like, his downside was his defense. And he leaves himself very open. That's the thing that actually made him lose to Tank Davis. When he fought Fortuna... He actually got the guy down. I think I was on round five. It was an early stop, bitch. The guy could not continue anymore. And he even dropped his mouth guard. It was an okay fight. But, like, it wasn't anything different. Like, we didn't really get to see um, Ryan Garcia get tested on his defense or his fighting IQ. He's just an all-out brawl person. He just always goes for the knockout. In the post-interview, Ryan Garcia did mention that he really got bored while he was fighting Tank Davis. I was surprised when he said that. How can you get bored while boxing somebody that is trying to take your head off? Yeah, I was very surprised <laughs> when he mentioned that. Now, he, was, he wasn't being patient with tank 
That was his downfall because he was trying to knock him out. He was trying to get him back once Tank Ashley knocked him down on round two. But then he calmed himself down because I think he was kind of afraid just to get knocked down. And sadly, he did, man. He got knocked down once again on round seven. It was close to the ending of the round, I believe, or maybe in the middle. I'm not really sure, but I just know that he just got knocked down. And there was no way for him to come back from that punch. That hit that Tank Davis did was very well-timed. I mentioned that he did not have great speed. He just timed it very well. He has the strength. That punch was devastating. And that's, that is why Ryan Garcia did not actually make it back up again. He timed that shot very well. And he knew that Ryan was going to try to hit him with the right hand. He was just planning his shot. And he just got him. Boom. Just like that, man. So what could be next for Ryan Garcia? He lost against one of the best boxers right now in this modern era. He said he is moving to 140. This is a different division that I'm not really familiar of. But I would like to see him fight very soon. And the person I believe that he should fight next, it should be Isaac Cruz. Like, he should meet him at 140. And that should be, like, a very interesting fight. To see if Ryan Garcia actually still has it, man. Like, damn. I, I did believe that Ryan Garcia was going to be the guy to take Tank Davis down. But I was just dreaming. If Ryan Garcia knocks out... Isaac Cruz, then yeah, man, that's a very redeemable fight for him. That's what he needs. He needs uh, another test to see if he still has it. But as for Tank Davis, as of right now, I think he should just take probably the year off. Or maybe he might give us a surprise and maybe he'll fight later on this year in 2023 against the winner of Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko. Now, I don't know, man. That fight is coming up very soon. I believe it's on the 20th of May that it's happening. Vasily Lomachenko has great footwork, and he's super quick. Well, like, he used to be. Before the pandemic hit. But like. And people have said on his last fight. He hasn't been the same ever since. But I don't really know man. For that fight my prediction. I have to say. Even though I don't like the fighting style that Devin Haney has. I still believe that probably he might win. Against Vasily Lomachenko. People are saying that Lomachenko is probably old and he doesn't have it anymore. It probably could be true, but we will have to see on May 20th to see if that statement is a statement or if it's 
just an opinion of somebody. I feel like Devin Haney is probably just going to jab and jab and just back away from him throughout the whole time. That could potentially happen. And maybe that could be the way that he's going to win by split decision. But yeah, man, we will see how Devin Haney is going to take care of Vasily Lomachenko on that fight. I still want Lomachenko to win, but man, I don't see it going his way. Devin Haney for the win, I guess, for that one. And what is going on with Tyson Fury, man? Tyson Fury has been avoiding everybody. It's not funny anymore, man. He really needs to fight someone this year. Supposedly, he was going to fight Alexander Usyk, but look what happened with that fight. It just got demolished just like that, and it never really happened. As for Deontay Wilder, like I said before, he should fight Andy Ruiz. That should be the fight to be made next for them, but we still haven't heard anything new about who they're facing against. And now let's just switch gears, guys. I'm going to speak to you about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I haven't played the sequel yet for the franchise, but I have played the original one, The Fallen Order. I would say it was okay. I'm not really a huge fan of Star Wars, but it was very enjoyable. Like, I, I like the combat. And also, it, it did remind me of Uncharted, in a way. It was a very fun experience. Maybe I'll give the game a 7 out of 10. Like I said, I'm not really a huge fan of Star Wars. But it was a good game. It's a decent game. Star Wars, for the past almost 50 years, I believe, since the 70s movie came out it has been one of the greatest franchises of all time in cinema history and now it's taking over with the tv shows and also the video games but jedi survivor turned out very bad for the pc if you guys have seen the news for Star Wars Jedi Survivor on the PC, it's not looking very well for them. Like the the most that you can run for this game in the most modernized computer that we have today, it only runs to like 23 frames per second or 22 frames per second. You cannot go even more upper than that, which really does suck because people really want to play this game and they've been waiting for a while. They've been waiting ever since they announced the video game since last year. People are not waiting for patches or anything like that. They want to play the game on day one. And they want to play it good. They don't want any bugs. Same thing is kind of happening for the PlayStation and Xboxes. But most of the bigger issues are on the PC. Before... Star Wars Data Survivor made it to the PC. The Last of Us Part 1 was there. 
And that was another video game that had issues with optimization on the PC. It was bad, man. I even have the game on Steam. And when I played it, I feel like it was glitching and it just wasn't a good experience to play the video game. I still haven't even played the game since until they actually fixed the video game and made it look even better. What sucks about these video games is that from day one, they are not good. They are not working very well on the PC. And after a few weeks or so, the hype for this game dies out. And that's what's basically going to happen with Star Wars Jedi Survivor. People are going to forget about this game in like in a week or so. And other games are going to take over its spot. They should have run the game well before they actually sold it to the people. Which th- kind of does suck, man, because it's $70. $70 is a lot of money for a video game. And people are spending their hard-earned money to buy the video game that they've been waiting for for a while. So, yeah, it just really does suck that video games that are on PC... But sometimes they kind of don't work as well for the PlayStation or Xbox. Just sometimes they're having issues which is not supposed to be happening for any video game. Imagine if, like, let's just say, uh, what's a good example? Okay, let's just say Halloween Ends was an edited ride. Like somebody really messed up in an edit. It's just not going to look good for the editors or the company itself. People are not going to take it serious. And that seems like it's going to happen with the PC ports. It seems like they're not going to sell much on PC, which does suck because I just barely got the Steam Deck and I'm just getting into PC. Probably if I did not have gotten the Steam Deck, maybe I would not have been talking about the PC ports being bad, but I still play video games. I would still like to talk about anything that is gaming related to you guys. If you guys are interested in gaming, I am, but I hope you are as well, too. Now, the, the final thing I wanted to speak to you about, it is Dead Island 2. This game has been in development hell for eight years straight the first trailer for the video game came out in 2014 and it's been a long time like supposedly they've been having issues getting this game to different companies to make it and now it finally came out about a week ago so as for me as somebody that that's been somewhat waiting for this video game like i wasn't really paying attention to it until they actually came out a week before this game man it's fun i do enjoy this video game and i think ign gave this game a 7 out of 10 it's right about there but i give this game a 8 uh, 8 out of 10 it's still not much of a big difference, but it's a fun game, and the zombies, dude, the zombies look very realistic for this video game.
Like, it's so insane, dude. And even the blood and the gore. Jesus, dude. <laughs> it's just so insane. I am enjoying the heck out of this video game. I'm probably just three missions in. But I I'm, I'm really am enjoying it. They even got LA right. Like I saw a video showing the places that they have in LA with the video game. And they kind of look very identical. They made this game very good. Instead of instead of calling it LA, they call it Hell-A. <laughs> it's a very entertaining game. And maybe it's not for everybody, but it's a game that I've been somewhat waiting for the second game to show up. Like, the first game I played, Dead Island, it was a very long time ago when probably I was in middle school. And maybe in 2009 or so, my friend let me borrow this video game. Around this time, this game was brand new, and he finished it, and then he let me borrow it. This was the time when I was really into zombie movies, like 28 Weeks Later, Shaun of the Dead... Dawn of the Dead. And I was also playing the Call of Duty games as well. Like Black Ops Zombies. Black Ops 1 and 2. I was really into those video games. And Dead Island was just another one. To play. Dead Island man. It's such a fun game. That maybe you'll have to play once in your life. And I think that is it man. I think that is it for this podcast. If you guys did enjoy this podcast, make sure to follow it on wherever it is you're listening to it. Like if you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, make sure to follow it and subscribe to it. And make sure to also recommend it to a friend or a neighbor that is really into horror or gaming or anything in or anything in pop culture related. Make sure to recommend them to them. Anyways, guys, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, guys, take care and live to the fullest. Bye.